1: Let's welcome in to the Lucky Lefty Podcast, former Notre Dame defensive lineman and hopefully soon to be friend of the program for a long time, NFL player Jerron Jones. Welcome to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. My brother, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, how you doing? Wonderful. wonderful. We've been talking about Marcus Freeman and uh, this environment that he's created where we basically just kind of say, you know, one-on-ones and competition each and every day. He's putting the stake in the middle of the field and letting the dogs go compete and see who comes up with it. And in that type of environment, he's able to identify talent and other attributes to say we need to get the best guys on the field. For you, you came to Notre Dame as an offensive lineman, and then it was identified that you might be better for the team on the defensive side of the ball Just talk about that transition and then going back to the offensive side of the ball when you got to the next level. Is it difficult to do that, or is it really just about going where you're best needed and where you're best fitted and suited?
2: Uh, For me, actually, I mean, I I just did the switch when I got to the league. I mean, Notre Dame recruited me the whole time as a D-lineman because I kind of said earlier in my recruitment that I didn't want to be an O-lineman. Looking back on it, it was kind of a dumb decision.
3: <laughs> right
2: yeah, you skipped that on
3: he there for about four years. <laughs> I did.
2: I did. And I wish I, and, you know, looking, if I was thinking career-wise, you know, that would probably been something I would, wanted to do. But, you know, I just love playing defense. You know, I just love the knack of going after the ball, you know, tackling the, you know, you grew up playing shooting him up, bust him up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, you know, it's just, it's just straight natural instincts. So, <laughs> For me, when I got to the league and once I switched over, it was kind of like going back to college all over again because I had to start from scratch of learning the things that guys in that position wouldn't l- normally learn in college. I had to start from the basics. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was a tough four years, you know, just trying to pick up a playbook and then also trying to block a dude on the other side of me who runs a four or five off the edge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, you know you just learn to be a quick learner you learn to adapt you learn to you just learn to fight to survive out there And you know once you kind of get in that mode of competing and you know like you said how coach freeman is creating that that atmosphere of you know (laughs) let the dogs eat you know that one-on-one competition you know that's what the league is pretty much all about you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and that's the importance of you know in some ways if you're gonna get more reps on in preseason than if you're not gonna get more reps in preseason or if you know you make the roster or get that extra special teams rep that you know can give you a chance to make one more play in the competition that you're going against to make roster spots because you know there's 90 guys in the preseason and you know it, it goes on to 53. You know what I'm saying? So like you know you got to create that atmosphere and you know for guys to learn that in college rather than you know try to adjust to it in the league. There's no, I feel like there's no acclimatization period where, during Kelly's era, we had that time where like, no, nah, like looking back on I wish you threw us into the fire. You know that's the only way we got better. You know those times when, all those think about the year where 2014, where we're where we're starting out seven and zero. You know we we got we we're, we're a healthy team and then after that we suffer a lot of injuries and you look at USC game at the end of the season, we're getting blown out by USC. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? After the same year, we shut out Michigan, we get blown out by USC at the end of the season. And not not to throw shade at the program or nothing like that, but like it was just for our freshmen and sophomores that got thrown into the fire during that game, they weren't ready, but it, it got them better. You know what I'm saying? Getting those live bullets, because look at that. Look at from that loss in 2014 and going into f- 2015, we were looked at as a playoff team because we had so much depth. Because you know we had guys that got thrown into the fire, you know that got put in these live competition periods, and you know guys were ready. You know it was like you no know, everybody's job was up for grabs going into t- 2015. I know we had a lot of seniors and stuff, but That's straight up, nobody nobody's, nobody's job was you know nah, locked that, down. Not that like, like 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 that like that like that was a crucial camp that year
3: oh like, man you know oh yeah. man everybody was good that year
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, had, we we had a lot of talent in a lot of different areas so you know i feel like for him to create this atmosphere at notre dame i feel like looking into next year this this game is big because going into next year i think we should be champion national championship robust just That's the right. talent we got you know just the young cats we got and you know all the Injuries we suffered upon the O-line, you know, all those guys having to step in and get those live bullets, you know, everybody's going to be ready. Everybody's going to be feeling like they're ready to play in the game going into next year. So I feel like, you know, we'll fare better in the competition because like that Ohio State game, I ain't going to lie. Like, <laughs> that it's, it's going <laughs> to tell a lot. Like <laughs> It's going to tell a lot. You know, I feel a lot better going into Ohio State with Freeman as head Coach and Kelly.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: See, and that and he ain't even and Coach and Coach Freeman ain't even coach a game yet, man.
2: That's he ain't mind. even coach a game yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and now I'm not about again, you gotta, and again, you gotta I love also, I
2: love playing for Coach Kelly. Kelly was a winner, you know what I'm saying. But I feel like Coach Freeman is gonna actually have those dogs ready to go to battle. You and, know what I'm saying. You
3: speak I, talking about ready to go to battle, and especially being flat. And we talked about that being the difference. If anything, that Freeman's gonna change is not having the team come out flat. But then you also got to think about Elston. Elston has been a big key. And, and Coach Kelly's tenure there, but you've directly been in, in Elston's camp during the time you was at Notre Dame. But just talk about his impact because Marcus Freeman's got him calling the defense going into this Oklahoma State game majorly. But what do you think about Coach Elston's impact in this game and just his defensive acumen moving forward?
2: Personally, I love Coach Elston to death. I think he's ready for this. I think okay. I think it's been a long time coming because he's been he's been there since Bobby Diaco was DC. Oh you
3: know man!
2: <laughs> so he had he had Diaco, he had Van Gorder. I mean, take I mean, take it for what you want. You can say whatever you like about Van Gorder, but Van Gorder he ran a he taught people a lot about the game. You know what I'm saying in general, and he he made. He made the importance of film study. He made the importance of learning the playbook. He made the importance of knowing what the offense does. He made that important, and that's important, and that's crucial to a player's learning. And I feel like even though that didn't go as planned necessarily for whatever reason, I don't know. that That's above me. I was just there doing my job. I felt like, you know, a lot of guys got better from his system. I felt like, you know, you look at guys that have played under him. Matthias Farley is still playing right now. You know what I'm saying? Matthias is still a playing. Great.
3: And he's yeah. captain.
2: <laughs> exactly. Matthias is a great leader. And I felt like, you know, guys that have played under him, you know, say what you want about him, but, like, guys that have played under him have, you know, done good things. You know what I'm saying? So, him, then you go to Alco. Coach Lee, and now Coach Freeman, I feel like he's been a part of every defense that Notre Dame has, you know, all the defensive schemes and stuff like that. I feel like he's a, he'll be a great defense coordinator, especially when we play different teams that run different systems. I feel like he will always have- An idea. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. An idea of, you know, what we need to change if, you know, cause like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at the time when we were going three, four against Florida State and how that, Florida State had the quarterback run kill us. You know what I'm saying? We could switch to a three four. You know, I feel like again, I just feel like he's ready. And just
3: describe describe how Elson has changed as a coach through the years, because you know, I don't think he was the. I don't think he necessarily changed. He's always
2: been a great coach. He's always always related well to players. He's always, you know, especially with the Notre Dame recruitment. I feel like he's played. He's always played a big part in recruiting. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I know sure as hell Coach Elson was the reason I came to Notre Dame. That was <laughs> that was that was who I was talking to all the time. and, that's, and if I talk, and if I was to talk to anybody that's still in the staff, it's Coach Elson the most. So I mean, he plays a big part in you know getting that defensive talent there. <laughs>
3: Hey, he's got a resume that's long, too. He and does. He could definitely he turn around
2: and be like, I got all these NFL guys. Especially a dude that Michigan. played at Michigan, too. You wouldn't expect that. Like, to played at <laughs> Michigan. You you expect them, like, you know, to... Like, for him to be, like, as loyal as he is Not Notre Dame, like, I feel like this, this is, like, huge.
3: Yeah, it's huge. Because he definitely <laughs> can
2: uh, give us the side eye, especially because Michigan in the
3: playoffs right now.
2: Exactly. And that's his own mater.
3: <laughs> so, I do want to ask, too, we talk about a lot about development, and we obviously I know you saw a little bit of Ian Book playing last night, but just talk about that. And we put an offense there, the Saints' offensive line on the Teddy train, but just explain how hard it is. First game as an old lineman when you've been switching around in and out, how hard is on Monday Night Football to block a playoff type of caliber defense?
2: Well, I can't speak for that because I've never played in a regular season game, but. I can tell you one thing, especially hearing that, you know, Ian Book didn't get, like, the practice, live practice reps that, you know, normally that you, a QB one would get throughout a week of practice because they had a COVID breakout forward, you know, COVID breakout amongst the team and whatnot. So, I knew that he was going to have an uphill battle. And, you know, Miami defense is a really good defense. (laughs) Complex teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a dude that came from bill belichick the wizard of defense so yeah it's it's tough you know what i'm saying and you look at a guy i was okay so i was thinking about when i when i was watching this game last night i couldn't help but think about guys that like cam newton everyone's saying that cam newton is washed everyone's saying that he you know you can say whatever you want about him but look at ever since he got re- first got released from carolina cam newton has yet to have an offseason cam newton didn't have you know the preseason games and a new playbook that you know every other quarterback gets he didn't get the full camp experience you know with carolina this in, this coming season obviously last year with covid and stuff like that he didn't get the full Preseason experience because we didn't play nobody in the preseason during COVID. So you got to think about stuff like that and look how and you can just look, see how much a guy like him has struggled. So you can't expect a guy like Ian Book to go out there and, you know, put up Drew Brees numbers, Jameis Winston numbers. Guys who have actually played the game, guys who have seen what regular season defense is like. The Miami Dolphins. I'm not saying the Miami Dolphins are, you know, the Los Angeles Rangers or something like that, but they're a good defense. You know what I'm saying? They are (laughs) good defense. (laughs) They're, they're. I'm, I'm sure they're top half in the league. So, you know, you can't Yeah, you can't. You got to. You got to rely on other ways other than your quarterback to win you the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to. You got to. Like, like Coach Champagne was saying, he just wants this the game to be close at the end of the game. So you know, we can run whatever we can run. But like, you know what I'm saying? You can't expect him to go out there and win you the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to rely on guys like Alvin Kamara. You got to rely on your defense. You got a top five defense in the league. You know what I'm saying? They got to they gotta score you some points, just like Miami scored. That's how Miami got that game around. You know yeah, what I'm saying?
3: For sure. So,
2: you know, he had an uphill battle. It, development is crucial. Them practice reps are crucial. That's the whole point. I mean, you can only do so much film study, but it's different when you're actually out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you actually got the live bullets because you're thinking so much faster. It's different when you're just looking at a screen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not saying you don't see a lot with the screen, but I'm just, just saying it's different when you actually experience it. <laughs> yeah, and you're actually getting the muscle memory, the reps, the the body experience, all that. You gotta you gotta have it all to go That's out there right. and perform and be top tier at what you do.
3: That's right. And, and and with that being said, too, you we also talk about Harry Heastan. Now you've been playing D line so many years at Notre Dame going against that 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 route of all those type of guys we had at Notre Dame on the offensive line. What was it about going against those guys led by Harry Heastan that was different than other D linemen? I mean other O linemen
2: that you faced in your college career? I wouldn't say it was n- nothing really different. I mean it was a lot different, actually, I think, that's <laughs> right. but uh what and one of the things that actually stick out the most was just how r- relentless he was. He was a relentless coach, you know what I'm saying? He never let up on his guys, and I'm not gonna lie, that kind of intimidated me from making the switch because it was like, yeah, I don't need to go to Film on a sunday after we do done played on saturday and sunday's yeah. my only day off where i get to you know actually rest and recuperate my body but like yeah, them boys he, was prepared, he, he was preparing those guys for something greater and you know obviously me being 18 to 22 i wasn't looking at it that way i was just trying to get through the day you know what i'm saying no doubt so i felt like you know preparing those guys for the long haul the long run preparing these guys to be relentless and always go out there to compete, you know, the always the aspect of togetherness, you know, the O line went to, out together as a unit, you know what I'm saying? They never, you know, how D linemen, you know, right, 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 right when the, right when practice is about to start, right when the horn's blowing, the D linemen are running in, you know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> yeah, I was running in right where yeah, the O linemen are
2: literally out there 15 minutes before practice getting extra work in, Every you know what day. I'm saying? Every day. It didn't matter if it was a Sunday, whatever day it was, they out there they get out of meetings late and they still get out to practice get out to practice fifteen minutes before everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I they, own, they really in their own world during the exactly. season. They, and, they in their own little cocoon. And and
2: that was one of the things I've always respected about because like it was like they did something that back when I was in college, I didn't think I could do. So I've always had tremendous respect for those guys, and you know, learning obviously just watching that had an impact on me because this is how I address practice every day. I try to be as relentless as I can. Now I try to compete and try to get the most I can out of every practice. I mean, I'm not don't don't get me wrong, like I'm not out there, you know, taking extra reps after practice or, or whatnot after that. But you know, I take the weight room seriously. I take meetings seriously. I take you know, I try to do everything with a relentless a relentlessness as if Coach Easton was coaching me, you know what I'm saying, within yes, the yes. hours of me being there. You know, I try to get the most out of my time. So, you know, just just watching, the, watching him run that O-line culture from being on the other side of the ball has an impact on me to this day. So, you know, I've always had tremendous respect for those guys.
3: Man, hell yeah, and I think him coming back is going
2: to help us. Is he coming achieving. back? I didn't know that. I don't know that.
3: Oh, yeah. You know, he definitely – I mean, uh, Coach Kelly leaving a lot of things and change. I
2: think he felt more
3: comfortable coming back. But I definitely wanted to bring you on, too, to ask you why or what is it going to take for us to win a championship? Why haven't we won it? What's, why can't we get over that hump? Because it's, it's a question that still stands for us to this day.
2: Well, I feel like a lot of us for – whenever we were there, we had the injury bog, but then we also had, we just, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know because we had some, we had some really talented cats on our team, a lot of talented dudes who could really play some ball. Like 2015, I still believe to this day we were completely healthy. I think we would have won the national championship that year. Um, But this year, I mean, in this day and age, college football, I think it's turning into an arms race, you know, with this whole NIL stuff. Mm-hmm. And now how much kids can get at whatever school they can go to and whatnot like that. So
3: see, Texas is paying people 50,000. They line. Would you have went to Texas if it was
2: back then? I mean. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. I, bro, think about it. Think about it. You, would, you want, you to, about this. This,
3: want you to think about this. I want you to think about
2: this. I want you to think about this. You're 18. You thought
3: <laughs> so now you want to justify you're 18. Yeah, duh.
2: You're you're coming out of high school where you rely on your parents for money and your parents and so have you're never taking seen the cash. Like Just tell us straight up. You're taking the cash. Yes. yes. Without <laughs> a doubt. I'm signing the dotted line.
3: <laughs> so yes. so you're saying the difference is Notre Dame gotta start signing them checks for us to get over in the arms race.
2: It's not even really Notre Dame because it's more so the state of Indiana. State <laughs> of Indiana has – because you know how the NIL is state-regulated. Okay. State-regulated. So the NIL, I guess, with, like, in Indiana is, like – I don't know exactly what law or tweak within the law that it is that they have. But, like, in Indiana, like, the athletes can't really get the big bags that, like, they get at Alabama, Louisiana, california you know places like that so i think that played a really big part into kelly leaving um, me personally okay because because you know that's what mm. college football is, that's what college football is turned into because you know that's, that's how guys are learning these kids you know with these deals these it's no longer about the education or the tradition or you know the whatever state of your program it's not about that anymore it's like I, who offering, who handed out the most cash?
3: He's
2: <laughs> talking
3: about who got the most cash.
2: <laughs> because, I mean, but like, but like, I don't blame these kids, though, because like NCAA is getting millions of dollars off of, off of us playing on TV. Right. We, you know, we ain't seeing none of it. You know what I'm saying? So like when you wait too long for something that should have been happened to happen, it's going to happen like this. So now, yeah, kids are going to think money first. Money talks. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this world is consumed of,
1: people who want money. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we thought, we've been saying that Notre Dame has to get creative. Whether it's creating a a trust from an endowment or something, doing something to make itself attractive, being a private university, to go up and not compete. Because we talked about this too, right? We put up a list on Monday Notre Dame is the fourth most talented team uh, amongst the teams in the college football playoff and the New, York's, uh, New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah. And I, Notre Dame only has one five-star and like, Alabama, and Georgia have, like, 15 and 16 <laughs> respectively. So it's like – it's not – you don't get in the arms race you talked about to get to 15, but you at least have to get to five or six to become more competitive, right? Yeah.
2: And I don't even think it's Notre Dame's fault. Again, I think it's just that law because, bro, like Notre Dame is like one of the most nationally renowned programs in the country. Right. Everywhere, bro, I am from Rochester, New York. I'm in Rochester, New York, and I barely got because of the fact that I played at Notre Dame. Not because I played at Aquinas, not because I play in the NFL, it's because I played at Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame is loved everywhere. There are people who love Notre Dame everywhere. These kids can get money off of being at Notre Dame in their hometown. They don't even got to re- really rely on the, just cause you're associated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just Notre Dame's just like one of those schools. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now with this new NIL and stuff going on, I feel like Notre Dame will actually start seeing more flash stars. Because you know, there's money. You know, there's money involved. Like you know, what I'm saying, Notre Dame can you can create your own money just by being associated with us, right? Just go home. Just say, hey, I play at Notre Dame. Go go home. Go wherever. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just ball out at Notre Dame. They don't they don't want to give Notre Dame stars the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about think about if a guy like Wolf Fuller was playing during this day and age where you can. Will Fuller wouldn't even need a first round contract. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he needed that, but you know what I'm saying? Like he would have been well off before that even came. That would have been the least of his words. He probably could have retired after Notre Dame. That's to be real. Straight up. Because he was just he would everybody Manti, another example.
1: Manti Taylor. Yeah, he would have ate off the NIL. And yeah. do Lucky Lefty podcast I'm Sean Davis at SD2 mics with Malik Zaire the original Lucky Lefty himself Overtime Malik special guest Jeron Jones is joining oh, us right now and you know how excited as a former player were you from the time that Brian Kelly decided to leave to the time that Marcus Freeman actually became the next head coach at Notre Dame we saw this swell of support for that movement before it even happened. We saw former players. You no, know, It didn't matter what era they came from. Like It seemed like every era of Notre Dame uh, former players were rooting for Marcus Freeman to get the job. You saw the fan base be on one accord, regardless of whether or not they were pro-Kelly or anti-Kelly. Have you ever felt like Notre Dame has been all in together as a fan base uh, university and former players and current players unlike we've ever seen this is for me I've been a Notre Dame fan my entire life this is the first mm-hmm. time that I've felt this type of vibe ever and does that is that more inviting for you as a former player to be to want to be more involved and get back to campus
2: yeah honestly it is because you know again even the guy even people that was 4k for- whether you're against Kelly or whatnot, like when that move happened, when Kelly went to LSU, everybody was calling for Coach Freeman. I mean, there were some guys calling for Urban, and I see why. I get it. But, like, you know, this move, I feel like this was the greatest move that Notre Dame has done. And I feel like – I really just feel like Notre Dame just gives him a chance. I really feel like he, he may become – I feel like he'll be a turning point within this program for you know the future you know thinking about the future and the next step you know you think about all those times you know you think about programs like syracuse basketball or duke basketball that have had these coaches for a long time and you know you don't know who their next coach is going to be you don't know who they're going to hire next but you know a lot of times they end up hiring within the program that's what that's what that's what this is feeling like. And I feel like it's just gonna be like a new era of new magic. Yeah. New 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 beginnings. You know, I feel like I feel like the sky's the limit for this program. And you know, especially in the state that Kelly left this program, because when when Notre Dame was what Notre Dame was when Kelly got there, you can say what you want about the man. He turned that program around.
3: He did. You know, he did.
2: <laughs> he was a winner. He he yeah. won. When, when the last time Notre Dame saw a national championship? Yeah, I least. mean, I mean, I mean, say what you want about the result and whatnot, but us going to the national championship, us going to the playoff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
0: we used we used to
2: hope for that. We used to hope for a ten win season. Right. season. My question is though
3: copy. are you are you taking the money and running? or Are you gonna stay loyal to Notre Dame? <laughs> That's the question.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Ah, I He's keeping
1: it saying, a buck though. He's keeping it a
2: buck. That. I'm just saying that because again, like say he always been an LSU fan, so like can you really? He
3: has been a, he always been an LSU fan.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean I mean it would be my dream to coach my favorite team. <laughs>
3: that's straight up
2: you know you can't you can't like like that man had his reason and you know you can't blame him for that you really can't yeah you can't because i mean if i was if i was just always Notre Dame blood through and through you know obviously i would stay but like you know if i had like growing up believe it or not growing up i actually hated Notre Dame before i went there I actually, grew, I actually grew up in Virginia Tech fan.
3: We, we get the hindsight, the hindsight truth hour. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really hated it.
2: I would have never went there. No, no. No. The only reason, like, the only reason was because, like, my dad loved Notre Dame. And, like, I used to always just, like, always want to go against my dad. So, like, when he liked the Falcons, I liked the, the, the team that was the best at that time when I was a kid, which was the Rams. <laughs> so, when my dad liked Notre Dame, I liked the next best team I would see on t- that was when Michael Vick was on. T- that was when Michael Vick was playing at Virginia right. Tech. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm like Virginia Tech." And then you know, yeah, you Michael Vick. Then you had Marcus Vick. Then you had Sean Lennon. You had all those guys. Like I, I loved Virginia Tech during those times. You had Cam Chancellor, yeah. guys like that. So, you know, if I still felt that way about Virginia Tech, and you know, Virginia Tech offered me a crap ton of money, and I know I get it. I'm Notre Dame winning winningest head coach, which is I mean, you know, you an got absolute honor. Man. But you know, if I felt if I felt that way as I felt like when I was a kid about Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech offered me again a nine figure salary.
3: <laughs> he said nine. Yeah, there's a lot of zeros.
2: A lot of zeros. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna go to Blacksburg. You know, <laughs> right, right.
3: He said all that to be like hell yeah, I'm taking that money and going. What are you
1: talking about? <laughs> All right, Jerron, thanks for joining us today. Before we before you get out of here, mm-hmm. we're going to have you play a little game. We call this or that right here, but I guess some lucky lefty podcast. And uh, I'm going to start it out. I'm interested in seeing how this vote goes we had three votes for one guy and one vote for another so far. So who was the best hooper on <laughs> yeah, the game best- football squad?
3: He can't say, he's going to say himself, Gerard. No, no, no,
2: no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Like, like I, as much as I like to think I was good and stuff, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> <Northern> <laughs> he had his, like, God like like, in like like, 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 and, and like, bro, like, the runs at Notre Dame used to be legit. Like, even like with the regular, stu- with you. the regular students. Word. Like, the runs at Notre Dame used to be like, even though football players weren't allowed, technically, there was a, a sign on, in the locker room that said, no basketball. We were still playing basketball. We We used to get after it and right. I would say the best hooper that I've seen, I have to go
3: Everett. Everett oh. was real good. No, Everett was real good. Everett was, t- seen, hey,
2: Everett was tough. Everett, I said
3: Mike McGlinchy though, because Everett was a ball hey, hog for real. Hey,
2: hey, McGlinchey. <laughs> okay, let me give you my five.
1: See, I told you what Gretchen. Okay. I told okay. You was hey, playing. hey. Jerome, before you even give a 5, I just want you to know that we had Tory Hunter Jr on last week. Tory Tori nice. Tory nice. said Tory said he used to have Malik
2: on lock.
3: Nah, see, look. Now he's talking yeah. about hey, now. Hey, no. Everybody
2: had Malik on lock. Oh. Oh. <laughs> crazy. Hey, hey, Malik, Malik. No, no, no. Malik. Malik, wow, Malik. That's crazy. Malik got great hand on Malik as a streaky shooter, but like you streaky. put pressure on <laughs> I see, said you was I a streaky shooter. Off.
3: See, I, see now we gotta pull up film.
2: Now we gotta pull up film. <laughs> nah, okay. My five. My five. All right. Everett Golson. It
3: was nice. It was nice. Tyler
2: hardy.
3: Robinson. Corey cool. Robinson. Yeah, Corey was. Hey, yo. He <laughs> <laughs> said
1: us in his blood, though.
3: Hey, Corey was. Man, Corey would dunk so easy and be like, oh, yeah, I could just windmill like behind the, <laughs> Like, windmill. Corey could do
1: all the like, tricks. Like, it's
3: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Corey was a. Hey, awesome. your
1: you sound did. dropped a little bit. Well, who's the last person you said?
3: That's crazy. Who did you did you
1: hear what he said? Who'd he say? Mike McGlinchy. Yes, McGlinchey.
2: Mark okay.
3: McGlinchey. Yep. Mike McGlinchey. Yep. Mike
2: McGlinchey. And my fifth, even though he ain't hooped as much, but like I felt like if he hooped a lot, a lot more. more. Ronnie.
3: Yeah, Ronnie was nice too. Ronnie was lazy. Ronnie. Ronnie was nice.
2: Ronnie was nice. Ronnie, Ronnie was nice. had games. <laughs> game. And then my bench, my bench, like my guys that like I will put in rotation, Malik. I know go, I'm on there. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go Tori.
3: CJ. CJ is done nice.
2: It would be out of CJ or Chris Fink.
3: Hey, Chris Fink Fink's a little hoop? hooper too. Yeah. Fink got, hooper got little hops. Bit.
2: <laughs> He does. Fink got hops. Fink got hops. Hey, Fink is windmilling.
3: Yeah. Fink got yes. talent
2: for real. Fink got hops. Wow.
3: If they had to make a reboot, they shouldn't have made a reboot of Space Jam. They should have made a reboot of I, White
2: Man Can't Jump. With bro, Fink. I call I call Fink the white spud web. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. He's
3: white Seriously, spud web. Fink was an athlete. I'm telling you.
1: Fink was so, an athlete. That's what you know. This is, the, this is how it's, it's breaking down right now. We've had five guests. We got three votes for Mike McGlinchey. We got one vote for Tory and one vote for Ed. Yeah. Who, who voted for Tory? Tory. Tory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Tory, 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 Tory can shoot. Tory can always shoot.
1: All right. All right. We're gonna run through this quick. All right. I just had to get that favorite place to eat on campus. Eat on campus. On campus, or okay, in South campus. Bend. No, no. Favorite place to eat in South Bend. Or
2: the area okay, now that's tough, that's tough because South end do got some ease. Hey, I'll, I'll go Soho, Soho or JJ's.
3: Yeah, soho or JJ's.
1: Yeah, we hear JJ's a lot. All right, chocolate chip cookie or oatmeal raisin? Chocolate chip. Yep, uh, Jay Z or Nobs? Jay Z, locks or mob Deep? Locks, Lock. chopped cheese or a slice? You can't go locks against Mob Deep. That's not fair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that. That's not fair. You gotta go like locks against like Wu Tang Clan or something like that. Okay,
1: you know, I'll you give knocks,
2: you that. No, no, no. Because if you go just the locks, I mean, you go have to go like locks
1: against like maybe like Ghostface and Raekwon. No oh, man, you build now. You got to build a super team to go up against <laughs> the locks. I know, but like, but like I'm saying, like Mob Deep though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go a tribe called quest true facts
3: yeah definitely Facts
1: or just go hold native tongue against the locks
3: nah straight up
1: yeah. chopped cheese or a slice slice right. slice uh you ain't no real new yorker yeah, no real New Yorker. You go know, no with the chopped cheese, York. really? No, 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 real, no, because
2: real New Yorkers—I mean, even though there is chopped cheese, like real New Yorkers get steak sauce. That's what we get.
3: See, he, he's upstate. That,
2: that's that upstate.
3: That's they. That's <laughs> that Canada. That's that Canada. You probably get a slice of Canadian ham. man. You don't even get the bacon.
2: Yeah, all right. We we talking about steak? We ain't even talking. We ain't even talking. About, yeah, we
1: talking about steak, bro. Right. Yeah, straight up. Don's a certified lover boy.
2: Call me when you get lost. <laughs>
3: that's
2: a great. I, I ain't gonna lie; they both was good albums, but but like there's albums that are out there that that's better than both of them.
1: Oh, facts! Lots of the, uh, "Little Baby" or "Duh Baby," "Little Baby." All right, Nets or Knicks? Who? Nets or Nicks.
2: Now, in terms of winning the championship. <laughs> In terms of winning a championship, you go Nets, but like you know, in terms of who you want to see win more, I will go Nick. That's,
3: fair. That's I like, fair. I
2: like, I like, I like, I like seeing, I like seeing happiness at the Garden.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can agree you, you, with that.
2: You know,
1: you know, like the Bing Bong videos, like outside of the Garden, like yeah. Yeah, I like those.
3: I like those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had man, we actually had a debate on which borough had the best food. To the BX. Win, yeah, most people went BX or either Harlem. So, in your opinion, which borough has the best food? Well, I'm
2: bougie, so I'm gonna go Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> he was honest. He's like, I'm yeah, oh, bougie. Yeah.
3: He 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 likes like, like, he like boogies, to boogies, sit boogies, no,
2: when I'm in New York, I get
1: I get super boozy for some reason. Yeah, he likes just sit the only down that's the country. only place that's the only place I be boozy at.
3: Nah, straight up.
1: <laughs> it's crazy because anytime I come in town, I'm like a creature of habit. So I always, I think they changed the name. It used to be called the London NYC. I think mm-hmm. they changed the name of it, and I used to come out because I would I would go to sleep and I wouldn't come out until like after eleven. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's when the city is like vibrant. And I will yeah. always go to this spot called the Brooklyn Diner. The Brooklyn Diner. And they Diner. had these wings on the menu called incendiary wings. Man, they were fire. And I would sit there, they give you 12 wings. I would sit there, chill, and some of everybody would just come through. It was the Brooklyn oh, Diner in Manhattan.
3: I'm gonna have to go. right outside
1: of Times Square. Yeah, as. It's fire, and then I'll go to this spot on forty fifth and 44th and 6th called the Red Flame for breakfast every day.
2: Oh, I'll go to this place called Beth. They got this stuffed French toast. Where is it at? It's in, it's in Tribeca. It's called Beth.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have yo. to check it back.
2: Hey, I'm telling you, French toast is off the chain. Best French toast I've ever had.
1: Stuffed French toast.
2: Stuffed French toast. Hey, we yeah. better than like- Yelp
3: reviews now. You know, come, come <laughs> hey, I, podcast, hey, you you know know I just ain't this fat
1: shit. for no reason. <laughs> we got a question from uh one of our uh subscribers. He says, Rex Mike says, Yo, the best wings in South Bend,
3: definitely JJ's. If not JJ's, shoot,
1: yeah. oh, where
3: you gonna go?
2: See, like, I, I don't get me wrong, like, I like JJ's because of the lemon pepper, they didn't have the best wings, best wings. I would probably either have to go <laughs> CJ's. Ooh,
3: CJ do got Or, some dang, you really did say something when you said that.
2: CJ's or brothers.
3: Mm. Brothers got better mild wings.
2: But no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brother, brothers had good, like, actual wings. Mm-hmm. They could have. They could have had way more sauces. I'm just saying, in terms of wings, brothers had good wings. But in in the whole overall experience, I have to go to TJ's. because CJ's had good flavors and great size wings that were actually cooked well.
3: See, that's a real breakdown right now. I'm. That's what <laughs> we eat up here. <laughs> that's a real breakdown.
1: <laughs> so, man, we're gonna be on the road a lot next season. Like Malik and I have been talking, we're gonna be at the Horseshoe. We're taking the show on the road. Okay, podcast is gonna be at the Horseshoe for game one. You, you, you still got the connect for the PJ.
3: <laughs> hey, <PJ. laughs> yeah, we that PJ. What's up? What's,
2: What's good with it? <laughs> I see what we can do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's
3: right. Here we go. Here we go. Exclusive. Exclusive here <laughs> on the Lucky Lefty.
1: Yo, it's been a blast, man. You can officially certify Jerron Jones as a long-time friend of the program right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. We Appreciate everybody that joined us today. We gave you a little bit of everything. Went through Marcus Freeman's uh press conference. We talked about the competition, identifying the best players. We talked about the change in the depth chart, uh, the injury to Josh Lug, Ryan Barnes, and Prince Collie moving up, practicing with the ones and the twos. And uh, we gave you the uh, lucky love. What man, what you playing right now? You what, what you playing right now, JJ? Oh, you know. Malik know what
3: I'm playing. Yeah, I know. I know what he's playing. I'm gonna <laughs> hey, get on right after.
2: Malik, Malik, Malik's been running from me in Madden for about two months. JJ, oh, oh man, Malik man. don't want to play nobody in Madden. Last time I played Malik, Malik
1: know happen.
3: Last time I played, nobody. listen,
1: he, you made him put the stick down. Hey,
3: he talking Malik, about some, oh. Hey. I've been look my record in Madden that Notre Dame is bangle. impeccable. This is
2: like it's you said it's I, it's don't, it's don't don't get me wrong. This was like Madden which was just like, man, like 15, had the let him.
3: don't let him get you messed up, Sean. 21-zip 21 21 nice in the
2: first quarter. Oh, well, anyway, Malik, Malik, Malik it's been, don't been no a great problems. podcast, Rob.
3: It's been a great he podcast. He don't want no
2: problems. Malik don't want no problems. Malik, Malik, Malik can use that. I'm a quarterback excuse. I'm going to throw the ball over all over the field. Whatever. Follow follow
3: my Twitch channel.
2: I I play great. I play great defense. Follow my Twitch
3: channel. You're gonna love, you're gonna love to see (laughs) the doves
2: I put up for Matter. Get on Twitch
3: right
1: now. Put it on Twitch right now.
3: I'm gonna get on Twitch. I'm gonna get on Twitch and I'm gonna show y'all boys. I'm gonna
1: show
0: y'all.
1: Nolan, as far as I said, any of you guys play the show. Nolan, I play the show. I oh I got the show too. I I play the show too. Yeah. I play the show too.
3: So we might have to drop gamer tags in here now.
1: Malik's been running, J.J., so I, hey. I'll put it on my
3: name. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, we got to end on that one. I'm going to put my, my gamer, gamer tag, tag. next to Nope, guy.
1: here's
2: my gamer tag.
1: Yeah, Juan Lozado is right. Malik, don't don't duck in playing, Matt, because he got Mayfield as quarterback. You I'm bro- rocking with no, no. Joe
3: Burrow. I ain't rocking he's him. Riding
1: with Joe I, He's playing with Joe Burrow all day.
2: There
1: you go. I
3: That's my him. gamer tag. <laughs> put the gamer tag in there. <laughs> here we go.
1: This has been a fantastic. Jerome, we got to have you back on soon, man. Hopefully, if you get a chance to get up to the horseshoe, get up to Columbus, we'll have you on the live podcast from the first game in 2022.
2: That's right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. on, I'll definitely pull up.
1: Hey, everybody, subscribe, share, like. You know what to do. Hit that like button. We give you great content. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. No <laughs>